This episode is brought to you by our Patreon page over at patreon.com slash gamezilla media. Which means this episode is brought to us by you. Right? That's how not it works. no, not me. No, no, the fan. Right, yeah. The yes. listener. We're talking when I say you, I mean the listeners. Yes, the the figurative you, right? Yes. But nobody else is in here with us as we record this. Who are I'm you lo- talking I'm about? I'm looking at the computer when I say it. Oh, oh. oh no. Alright. So just go to GameZilla Media on Patreon.com. There you'll be able to choose your patronage level and get different access to the shows. So you can get exclusive content for The Legend of Retro and Noobs and Dragons. Noobs and Dragons? The show with that handsome devil, Craig WK? Well, almost all of those words were right. Yeah. And if you go on there and sign up, you can also get access to a private Discord channel in our Discord group. Basically, the more dollars you give us, the more things we can give you. Exactly. So go to patreon.com slash media and become a patron today. Do it. Yeah. Prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes, for it's dangerous to go alone. This is The Legend of Retro. Welcome to this week's Legend of Retro Podcast Season 4! Season 4! Season 4. With me Sezuno is... Quattro! <laughs> I don't what? even know if that's actually how you what you just said. Quattro is correct. <laughs> With me, as unfortunately always, Craig WK. Unfortunately. Yep. I and mean, yes. Xander. And Xander. Oh, boy. Welcome to season four, though. We, we did uh, it. We've made it. Four seasons. Season, uh, I mean, they're kind of, we just go week to week, but it's a good way for us to categorize everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not like we took a break. That's I mean, true. Kind yeah, of. I don't think we've ever mentioned seasons on the... Sure, we have the shows, have we? Yeah, maybe, maybe more so on like the Facebook groups and stuff like that. But uh, for those uh, uninitiated, every season we do a bracket, like yes. a, like the NES music bracket or the RPG protagonist bracket. So that's kind of how we just divvy up things. Yeah. So that way, we make, you, oh, it you, was in this season. Usually, we, out. Um, we all agree on a winner of the bracket, and it's usually me. That's true. You. Yeah. Yes, it is. Unfortunately, you typically chopped. Well, we'll see if That's that uh, changes this uh, this time around. We definitely will. Yep. But we'll talk more about the bracket later in the episode because right now we need to talk about Halo. Hello, Combat Halo, evolved. Halo. Yeah. So. Oh, not Beyonce. No. So Halo Combat Evolved, not Beyonce. Uh, was, <laughs> I like that. I like that as being the, the subtitle to this game. Halo, not Beyonce, uh, <laughs> was released as a launch title for the Xbox uh, from Bungie on November fifteenth, two thousand and one. This first-person shooter stars the super soldier Master Chief, who must investigate the artificial ring-like world called Halo. Mm-hmm. It sold. More than 5 million copies on the Xbox. Not surprised. It was so popular. This game really did. Like, even if you weren't into Halo, like, even if, like, you know, the like the design of first-person shooters in the Halo direction, like, just didn't do it for you, you still have to give it to Halo for, like, kind of revolutionizing the first-person shooter genre and, like, kind of setting a staple and kind of a bar for where all first-person shooters kind of started going after that, yeah. I feel like. The crazy thing about this game and how popular it was is, like you said, it was a launch title. Yeah. But later in the Xbox's life, they released a special edition Xbox console that came with Halo, as mm-hmm. if you didn't already own it. <laughs> yeah, it's like they're no- one of their number one games, and it's like, hey, yeah, we got this new bundle. Oh, yeah? 
Yeah, it comes with Halo. Have you heard of it? It's it's kind of a big deal, we think. Has that happened since? Has there been a launch title that's been so popular that a company has re-released a system bundling that game in? Is it like the second time Um, around? I don't think think so i mean i know that like for super nintendo there was like a mario kart version and a legend of zelda linked to the past version but like right but those uncharted titles yeah was uncharted released as special editions i think the later uncharted games i don't think there was a straight up i was gonna say the my when i got a ps4 the uncharted like collection hd collection came with it but that's not exactly the yeah same. that was and that wasn't no. even a launch title like uncharted wasn't a launch title for the for playstation 3 was it no, yeah, not, for not, PlayStation Three it was. Yeah, for the for the first one maybe. I don't. I don't guess I don't know. No, I don't. Th- I don't think it's. I don't think that's happened because they've they've launched games with it, but they've never like said, "Hey, this game's so freaking popular, people are still buying our systems. Let's make a special edition console and give them this launch title again." Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, because I, I think our buddy uh, uh, Cody, didn't he end up getting that Xbox because he did. wanted it? Oh, it was just you, or was it also him? Uh, he, Cody may have eventually bought it, but I I bought it for myself because when it came time to finally buy an Xbox, I was like, why wouldn't I get the Halo edition? Well, and it, it, did it make special sound effects, or was it just no. skin? No, that's before they started. That, they started doing that, I think, with the Xbox 360 and okay. Halo 3. Oh, okay. yeah, that could be. Uh, actually... So, I think it was the Star Wars edition Xbox 360 was the first one. It was one like where lightsaber noise. Yeah, it was like R2D2 noises because it was R2D2 console and C3 oh, controller. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh, yeah. I kind of remember that. Um, anyway. So, yeah. uh, Halo, not yeah. Beyonce. <laughs> Halo, not Beyonce edition. Uh, is uh, uh, let, Let's chat a little bit about why it's different than other first person shooters. Yeah, so it's a first-person shooter uh, that's set in the 26th century. It kind of takes place with the some, future, yeah. some some but some modern feels to it, like, you know, of, like, Earth defenses and things like that. But it, it honestly, it has a rich sci-fi plot to it, which I think is, is unique because a lot of shooters were more military-based. Even though, yeah. even though you're Master Chief in this military, it's fighting aliens. You're on a new planet or a new ring of the solar system, and it's enriched in deep sci-fi roots, which I think why, like, Star Wars, Star Trek, um, even, like, some of the Marvel movies are so popular is because of those sci-fi elements. And, but they boil it down to basics. It's a, it's a fun shooting game that kind of redefined like you had said already any game going forward um you have multiple weapons that you can carry Mm -hmm. you have enemies that are unique and have different personalities you have uh vehicles you can drive around on the map um which i don't think many shooters had those kinds of things when they when they came not that i can not that i can recall but i also wasn't super into first person shooters when this came out yeah i wasn't big into first person shooters but like yeah i don't think there were many where it was like hopping into vehicles and stuff because like in the versus mode even you'd get like uh what were they uh reapers were the like hovercraft tanks reapers were uh you were the covenant tanks uh i think and then you had scorpions which were the ghosts were the were the uh earth tanks they're yep. not ghosts. Oh, um, are you Scorpion. talking about banshees, the flying ones, or no? Banshees were the flying ones. Yeah, ghosts were the were the motorcycle type ones. I was thinking of like the, and maybe I'm thinking of Halo Two, which might be my bad, but I, I think it's like a big tank from the Covenant. Yeah, you're yeah. thinking of Halo Two. Oh, that's Halo yep. Two. Scorpions my bad. were the uh, the tanks for the Terran or for the Earth ones. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And uh, you had like a, a lot of different grenades. You had different abilities that you could pick up on the map. So like there was cloaking, there was an overshield, and this game, I you know it's 
seeing where Bungie's at now and seeing this game, it, it explains why they have so much success. But like, I'm trying to think of the only other like extremely popular games of the time. I think was the original Call of Duty. Call of Duty came out two years after this. Two years after, okay, yeah. so that would be the next most popular shooter. Yeah. I think. I think, and that one's just rooted straight up in World War uh, history. You know. Yeah. I think what made this game so revolutionary was it was probably one of the first games that really mastered the technique of dual stick. Dual stick, yeah. Yeah, the dual stick oh, aiming. Oh, yeah. Because you had, you know, like GoldenEye, of course, everybody played that. It was the first person shooter, but you had the buttons, and it was kind of weird. And A little wonky with the C buttons, yeah. And other than that, people stuck to PCs when it came to first-person right. shooters. There weren't a lot of first-person shooters that really, you know had that aim thing quite down. I, I can't speak for certain because of PlayStation 2. Again, I didn't play the shooters and stuff like SOCOM. SOCOM and, yeah, and Rainbow did Six. Did they play like that? Uh, SOCOM did a little bit. Yeah, I, I wasn't big into SOCOM, but I know, and I agree. It, it, it's made this more versatile. It simplified yeah. the thing, you know? Mm-hmm. You had your trigger buttons, which allowed you to zoom and throw grenades and pull the trigger to, to you know shoot your gun. You had the ability to swap with the press of a button, mm-hmm. and it went in the same cycle. You had melees that were unique to each gun. Um and then you actually had a story to it. You know, when I think of shooters these days, I don't really consider the story to be anything of value. I just want to go play games with my friends and shoot people. I'll be honest, but when it comes to Halo, I don't think much about the story. You don't. I don't. Really, uh, I do a lot. I did it, Not until, like, Halo 3 did I get interested in the story. Really? I will say that, like, I... I I don't think it's a, a revolutionary story yeah. by any means. However, I will say that Chops is right. Like when you look at a lot of the first person shooters of that era, you know, you had like uh uh what was it called? The uh the one where it's just like uh uh you just shoot each other, you're either like the uh dudes in like black uniforms or like another uniform color. Team Fortress? Uh Counter Strike. Counter Strike. You you have basically like a real basic thing like Counter Strike, which is just you just load up in a map, you fight people, that's it. You know, there's no story, to the best of my knowledge, anyway. Yeah. And so, like, when you had Halo, I mean, it was like, you know, because the, the basic premise is that you, you're, you like, trying to, uh, to the best of my knowledge, Master Chief has been given, like, the coordinates to Earth. And his, like, commanding officers are like, just get the heck out of here. Don't let Earth's coordinates fall into the enemy hands. And so you end up going to this, like, ring-like world. Uh, and you end up finding out all this crazy stuff and like the covenant, this like theocratic alien race or like uh, cadre of races or whatever. Uh, this, you know, uh, you know, just weird group really wants Earth dead for whatever reason. And uh, they start to use what uh, the halo is a weapon. Right. Yeah. Well, there's a secondary plot to about this ancient evil called the flood that's being resurrected. And um, not only is the Covenant like attacking and advancing on Earth's forces, but also there's this weird power where this flood is coming back. And it's like they're like zombies, basically, right? Uh, yeah, they're, they're, like, they're like weird parasites. parasites. Yeah, like little skulls with legs. That's really like, creepy. It's like it's a bunch of skin tags just flying in space. Yeah, basically. <laughs> but this game also, I think, legitimized Xbox and Microsoft. Yes. Huge. Because you have companies like Nintendo and Sony and Sega that have had long-standing systems and success. And then you have Microsoft stepping into the major gaming console world for the first time, launching this game from an unknown developer, and it really defined and put Microsoft in the game uh, for uh, against anybody for consoles. In fact, yeah, it, it probably a, helped lead to the end of Sega. <laughs> yeah, well, didn't didn't the Dreamcast crumble before the Xbox came out? 
if it didn't already crumble, it was crumbling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is unfortunate because I, really I feel the like Dreamcast. it was primarily PlayStation and Nintendo at that point. Maybe. Oh, I mean, Dreamcast had online capabilities. Yeah. too, just like the Xbox did, because PS2 didn't really have that too much. You had to buy the modem attachment, and you oh, had to, yeah, it, was, it was separate. It was awful. But Xbox had Xbox Live. I will say that when the Xbox first came out, I totally was just like, eh, yeah. it's gonna tank it's gonna bomb and i think a game like halo really helped because i don't know that there were a lot of other launch games that really held up like fusion frenzy yeah that was one Mm. it was like a mario party but without the board um i just pulled it up march of 2001 is when they said hey dreamcast is done it was discontinued (laughs) yeah so So it just came out in 2001 yeah it was november of november okay so it was just later that year it's like oh good microsoft's coming in guys yeah job like oh yeah just laughing at i thought it was the (laughs) dumbest thing ever and then uh i think it was thanksgiving my brother was like hey what are you doing i was like uh mom's out of town dad's a just sitting upstairs being dad like i'm not doing anything (laughs) he goes why don't you come over uh with me to my uh uh, it was his wife at the time they just gotten married i think yeah, they would have. And so I was like, just come come over to their parents. His brother just got an Xbox. We'll, we'll sit down and play that. And I played Halo. I was like, holy crap, this is a ton of fun. Well, and yeah. <laughs> You're also playing with the, the giant the oh, Duke controllers. The Duke. Yeah. The Duke. The Duke. Man, oh, but trying to figure out, like, how Wait, do I move this, my guy? This, how do I aim? This joystick's off up yeah. top to the left. But then this one, this one's down to the right. But we had a blast with it, man. But that's another big thing is that this game, I think, redefined couch co like couch play. Yeah, you know, it, it brought everybody back, like from the N sixty four era, mm-hmm. back to playing the games where you could play split screen against each other. You could play co op on the on the missions. You could, you could play, play land. You yeah. could play land. You could play land online parties. Land parties around the time that Halo came out, and like, and I played more when it came to Halo two. LAN parties started to be a thing for uh, us. Like, okay, we can sit around and we can all screen look, or we can all have our own TVs. It was great. And, like, even though sometimes we'd have to split TVs with, like, certain people, it's like, okay, you're on the main, like, the big screen TV, so you get two two people at yours, this monitor only has, is not is only big enough for one person, and so we ended up playing, like, you know, t- uh, what was it, uh, uh, two versus two? Two v two, we would be on one side of your basement, and the other two would be on the uh-huh. other side of your basement. It was so much fun. It was so great. And, uh, yeah, I, I really did enjoy it, and, and that was around the time when I started to think, like, Okay, maybe the Xbox is is pretty decent. It, I I never got that. I ended up getting a 360, but yeah, I never ended up buying the Xbox. I, I had an Xbox, and I did the same thing with Sphinx and, and our group of friends. But we were we each brought our own TV. So like, and that's in a day we when each people brought our own TV afford, over, afford small ones. So you were carrying yep. CRT we were TVs, CRT TVs, <laughs> oh, yeah. and then we would set up in the basement and we would set them up back to back. So you couldn't see the TVs, uh-huh. and then uh, one of our friends bought a router, yep, so that we could split the internet yep. amongst everybody, and and we would play for hours and hours and hours, and we would do all sorts of different com- combinations: shotguns only, snipers only, yeah. melee only. Well, that was that uh, easy. You didn't even all sorts of different things. Need the internet? You just needed to be all plugged into the right, same. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's what we would do, and that's where Nick uh, Sphinx got his name. Sphinx was from us playing Halo. What yeah. really? Yeah. Why was he named Sphinx? He just he, well, it's based off of like a story that he wrote. Oh yeah, in, in school. But yeah, like they, there that, was an episode of uh, Last Station podcast where they they went over this. Right, but they but it primarily became focused when we started playing Halo because it was the name he chose. 
Because oh, you could change your name. Oh, yeah. And uh, I, I would play as Special Ops Chops. And then uh, a couple of my friends would be Slayer, because I think that was like the default. Yeah, there were a bunch of default names. And that was um, around the time uh, the, the land thing really started picking up. Uh, your Xbox had a name too. Mm-hmm. Like you couldn't change that. <laughs> like, oh yeah, yeah. You plug it in, you'd see what your Xbox was. So uh, when I I used to work at uh, Little Caesars, and every Monday night after close, we would all go to our manager's house, and there was like sixteen of us all playing Halo. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, but yeah, I was. I don't remember. I think after a while, I because Red vs Blue came out of this. We'll probably talk about that. I'm yes. sure. But I named all my. I made a whole bunch of characters after those oh, those nice. characters. Uh, but I think at that time I was uh, still Electro Spectre. Oh, that's right. You probably and if I were. wasn't Electro Spectre, I was Monster Love. <laughs> I uh, I can't say mine uh, because it's 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 not very PC and it's a it's kind of bad. But uh, I would wear a shiny pink armor. Yes, you would. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's uh, the color scheme I went with. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Uh, well, that's we'll, we'll leave that at that. We'll, uh, we'll just plug the Discord real quick. You can always jump on the uh, the GameZilla Media Discord and, and ask uh, how creepy Craig is. Yep. Uh, more of a jerk than creep, but but yeah, basically. <laughs> okay. Uh, anywho, I uh, I do want to talk about the weapons in Halo because yes. it's not it's not like you know uh, a militaristic first person shooter where it's like you have a rifle, you it have a machine gun. First. You <laughs> well, okay, fair enough. What's your favorite gun? Oh, the Needler. Needler, what was yours? Handgun. Mine was either the handgun. Is the battle rifle in this one? I don't recall. The battle rifle was the, was the, the three, three burst. burst. No, that was two. Okay, so then it's yeah. The handgun was my favorite. Hand the sniper. The I handgun, really like the sniper. aka the the handheld sniper rifle. Yes. <laughs> the, <laughs> the, zoom, the zoom and the accuracy on that thing was ridiculous. That's amazing. I I uh, I really really like the Needler. I don't know why, but there's just it's something unique. It's I so remember you being so a, excited in Halo Two when you had dual Needlers. Oh God, I was so so excited. <laughs> but let's talk about that because it's such a unique take on a on a submachine gun. It's it's a gun that okay, it doesn't do a lot of damage up front, but it does damage over time. The ammunition chases you, yes. pierces into your skin, and then it blows up. Right. That's <laughs> so, so unique. Cool. You had plasma grenades so that when you would throw them, they would stick to guys. Yeah. Like, oh, that was ton of fun. You'd run up real close and slap it at him and run away. And you just hear the sizzle and you're like, what? Oh, man. <laughs> or, oh, that was or my, one of my favorites. My favorite thing would be at the start of the map on, mm-hmm. I think it was Blood Gulch. Oh, Blood Gulch. I would Gulch. just immediately, I'd aim up, throw a grenade, a, pl- a sticky grenade, and just wait. And then I would get a kill because it would because <laughs> it would land at the spawn point spawn point because I knew where the you know it's in this game it had predetermined yeah. spawn points oh, and man. you know where it would land and I, I can't tell you how many times I've killed somebody just by chucking a grenade huh? immediately off the bat. Huh? Oh man, yeah, it was. I liked that you could have four of each grenade. Uh, and just the way you could hold weapons was really you could have your your primary and a secondary. Yep, you switch your guns. Yeah, now uh, uh, here's a question, because there was, uh, and, and I think I'm mixing them up, there were two like pistol-based weapons, right? Wasn't there like a, a one you charged? Yeah, yes. so there was, there was a plasma pistol and there was a regular pistol. Yeah, so there that's was right. basically, there there were the earth weapons and then the covenant equivalents. Mm-hmm. Right, that's right. Because I feel like it wasn't a good strategy, and I could be crazy, but to charge up your plasma pistol, blast them, it would destroy anyone's shield, yep. and then you just pistol whip them once yep. and they're dead. Yep. Because, yeah, well, if, if you hit them in the back, because yes, if you hit up, if you up the damage. Melee okay. someone in the back, it dealt more damage than if you did in the front. I gotcha. That's right. And um, shotguns were like one-hit kills. 
Um, the sniper rifle, one shot in the head, and you're dead. Um, I remember like some land battles where it was like it would just be like it would go silent and everybody would have had a sniper rifle and it was just like this like yeah it was this long waiting game of tracking each other down these giant sniper battles and then finally someone would just be like forget this and jump into a jet and go flying (laughs) around and stuff and they'd get knocked out of the sky Uh, immediately oh yes. Yes, I loved riding in the Warthog with someone in the back, and, then, and I'm just driving around doing circles, yeah. trying not to get hit by grenades, and someone's just mowing someone down with the machine gun with endless ammo, or then when someone's trying to come at me with a rocket launcher, you dodge, and then you run them over in the middle yeah. of the map. I feel like there were plenty of times where it was just like, hey, Sam, you want to ride the Warthog? Yeah, okay. Yeah, sure. So we um, we would disrupt, me, my buddy Sean, and like two other people, we would disrupt all the, our games every single time to the point where... I, I, even the other people we were playing with are like, stop doing that. Like, play for real. And we, we were having a blast. So, again, uh, red versus blue. If uh-huh. you guys aren't familiar, I'll, I'll just do a quick on that. Yeah. These guys take the, the in-game graphics and they just made a, a comedy show out of it. Like, 10-minute episodes. Yeah, this, yeah, yeah. You've seen red versus blue. Oh, right? yes, you yes. Had, you kind of had like a could, blank look on your face at first. So, I oh, no, want to no, make so, sure. Because you could um, <laughs> view the map in a spectator mode, right? Not, I think in the PC version you could. I don't think you could. I no, you no, could, you're, I yeah, no, you're you could right. In the council yeah, mode. so one person could, could spectate, and then if you aim the guns down, the the characters would like, move, follow yeah. down, and then they'd pull their head back up. So you could like tr- push the gun, and it would look like they're talking. <laughs> so they would, they just did, they filmed all this stuff and just recorded over it. And one of the one of the very first episodes, Sarge gets they get the the munitions from, yep. and they get the warthog. I'm like, why is it called a warthog? It's dumb. It looks more like a puma. <laughs> so we would always, we called them puma. Oh, that's right. And we would have what we would call puma fest. That's right. Of course you would. A puma fest is something where you ruin the game for everybody else, but you and one other person. No, is puma fest was you have a driver. You can have a gunner if you want, but it wasn't necessary. You just crash into each other. Because eventually the Pumas would, would yeah, blow up. Yeah, they catch up. on fire and they blow up. Yeah. But if you hit them just right, they would bounce off each other yes, like crazy. Yeah, fly. <laughs> we were playing Sidewinder one time, and uh, we hit dead on, and we both like flip. The cars just like flip straight up. And after it reached a certain uh, altitude, it flung us both out of the car, and we went up even higher. And then by the time we hit the ground, we were dead. But we would do that every because just the the crash logistics were so dumb, but it was so funny to watch because you get knocked out of the vehicle and you have to try to get back in. You couldn't shoot the other person. That was the rule. You had that to is run the them rule over. of Puma Fast. You're and not allowed. People to shoot. just like see us doing. It. It's like you're. Are you? Are you guys Puma Festing? Like no. <laughs> yes, we're totally Puma Festing. And they would get rocket launchers and try to blow us up and stuff, but. I remember God, I plenty Puma of time Fest. I blew up Xander with a rocket launcher <laughs> because he was not doing anything but Puma fasting. That's so annoying. Oh, no, it was so fun. Oh, man. Well, with that many people playing, though, you could ignore them. You could yeah. just let them do their Sidewinder thing. Sidewinder yeah. with, with 8v8. Yeah, no, you could you could ignore people. <laughs> well, yeah, we would we would set up all sorts of like ways to try to get the warthogs on top of bases <laughs> or get the tank on top of a base just so that we could like literally just leave it there, jump in and use it as like a turret of its yeah. own. <laughs> I loved uh, when you flip some uh, flipped a vehicle over. You could just walk up and press a button and flip flips right over. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was great. I was it the and it's the banshee that's the jet, right? Banshee's yeah, the the solo flyer. I I really liked the the and, and I mean it was kind of cheap, but like there was so many times where we would get into the habit of like, okay, I want to snipe. You'd get the banshee, you'd fly into the mountains. There'd be spots where you could kind of like land yourself. You'd crash the banshee, jump out, and you just like bunker down. Well, and yeah, it's way in the mountains. It, like, it, nobody. It, 
would ever know of, to look there. Also out of bounds, you clipping yeah. with them. Yep. Mm-hmm. You could get on top of maps and snipe, and nobody could hit you, but you could hit them. <laughs> so and it cheap. was so cheap. But so funny. Um, but I used yes. to aim for the pilots in the uh, in the banshees because they were yes. like in the back and they were still hanging out, and I would try to kill them like that so their thing would crash and I could just go get into it. Um, that game was so fun. But this game was, really was 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 so good, and I, it really what kind of reignited video gaming for me. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. especially shooters. Like I I played a few on the PC, and I primarily played role playing games on the PlayStation. But then when this came out, and I started playing with my friends, it's actually kind of the competitiveness mm-hmm. made me want to play this more, mm-hmm. made me want to get better at it. And then I also got into other shooting games. And I think the popularity of shooters today is primarily thankful to Bun- uh, to Bungie's game Halo. Well, I mean, also like Doom, you know, other other revolutionary mm-hmm. shooters but you know i guess modern gaming wise this kind of for console shooters it. at the yes. very least yes like like uh like gears of war or call of duty um there's so many out there now i have a question for you guys is this the first first person shooter where regenerating health was a thing because I, I think know, it was. Because I know in Halo, if you if you get hit, you can run off and hide, and you your health will come back. Because it was considered your shield. Yeah, it was all shield based. Is this the first first person shooter that did that? I think it was. It's possible. Because I, I can't think of another that did that, and I'm sure there are other games where your health regenerates, though not many. And uh, yeah, so I feel like that was a a, a really sort of a. Uh, a big thing for this game was that mm-hmm. regenerating health. And the other thing that I thought was kind of cool is the fact that in not that I played co-op mode a bunch, you know, because we typically played verse mode, but I uh, in co-op for Halo, and I at the, I'm pretty sure it was even Halo One. Is if you die, it's not a big deal. You respawn. You're with mm-hmm. your buddy. It's only when you both die do you both have to yeah. start over. And that's awesome because, like, not only could you kind of cheat out the system because it'd be like, ah, oh, this next part's tough. Craig, you're player two. Go in there and, like, you know, like, see how many you can kill before yeah. you die. Like, blow up a few grenades. And, like, I could go on kamikaze runs and, like, help, you know, whoever I was playing without. Like, probably you, honestly. Yeah. I, I think I did uh, uh, co-op mode with you when I yeah, went, it sounds went about right. the game. But I... Uh, but yeah, like uh, I, I thought that was a really neat feature because you know, like I'm not the best at first-person shooters, so it's kind of nice that like you know, oh, I died. I guess I don't get to play for another like ten minutes. Yeah, or, wait for your friend to die too. Yeah, exactly. Or oh, one person died. Now we're both SOL. You know, that stinks. Yeah. So I, I thought that was a really really cool feature that you know you don't really get in a lot of games. And I was mistaken. This game did not have online capability. No, I did. apologize. Oh, I, I that's, that's why that's why Halo 2 was yes. such a big thing. Yes, it was this is it launched prior to the Xbox Live service. Oh, that's um, right, it did. So it, it didn't benefit from that programming. Uh, but Halo 2 did. And Halo 2 also had like map pack expansions, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um but this game kind of defined Everything in growing up by high school gaming, like when can we come over and play Halo? Hey, we're yeah. gonna play Halo tonight. Hey, you coming over this weekend and play Halo? Like, it was that was the deal. driving force of it. Game made me look forward to Mondays, yeah, because every Monday night, like I said, we would go to our manager's house and we would play till like three, four in the morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's great. I, uh, I can't, I now we, when we played Halo, it was usually like 2v2. I can't imagine 8v8, dude. 8v8 oh, was man, so that's fun. crazy, that's insane. I, I kind of wanna. I think the most, wanna get to uh, group together to I pull that off. I think we had six, uh, maybe six v four, four, four on four, 
Maybe six verse six. I we didn't get. I don't think we ever got to eight v eight. Oh, we every week had eight v eight. Oh wow! What was the most that could play eight v eight? Yeah, yeah was the most you could get up to was sixteen. But you yeah. had to do the the system link. There was one night right, right. where we had fifteen people because our buddy Teddy got into a pretty rough car accident. On oh, his way over. I know that day. Oh yeah, he was in one of my. Uh, it was in my French class. Yeah, and I heard about it. Yeah, he was on our way to our to our manager's house, and uh, it was a rainy night, rainy Monday night, and he got, and he got creamed by a conversion van. Yep. Man, poor Teddy. He got a lot of money out of that, though. <laughs> well, he got messed up. His yeah. leg got messed up. Yeah, pretty bad. He had just gotten that tattoo. Yep. Oh, I felt oh, so bad. Oh, that's right. Yep. I forgot all about that. Oh, man. Now, um, oh, I miss Teddy. Me too. So, <laughs> yes, he's he's a great guy. Uh, so let's talk about this game some more real quick. Uh, we what were some of, some more? No. <laughs> what were some of your favorite levels in this game? Now you didn't play. You don't remember the story very well. Yeah. No, I no. remember a lot of like walking in big fields to get to the next <laughs> battle yeah. section and like backtracking and like. I liked it a lot. I, I remember like the snower level, the snow levels. The temple, I think, was one of them, where it was like a base under underground. Um, Are you talking multiplayer maps? Or? I'm talking about regular, okay, in, in, in like in the story game. mode. Okay. There's one level where it, there's this bridge that you have to activate, and there's just this emptiness underneath it, and you can't jump it. Yeah. Um, there's stuff in space. And also, like, the animations and transitions of when you get on the ship and when you get off of the ship are really cool because you could shoot from the back of your ship that's making you land in the campaign. Um, there's just so many unique things in the story that I wanted to complete it. I just wanted to beat the game. I, don't, I can't I remember if there's achievements did. in it. No, there were But I, I played this game over and over and over again. And there was automatic checkpoints, which was a unique thing, too. It did auto-saving. I will say that even though the plot and stuff, you know, didn't, you know, necessarily do it for me, I didn't think like, oh, my God, this is amazing when we played through. I just thought like, OK, yeah, we're, we're killing aliens and it's like cooperative. This is kind of fun. Uh, I did kind of enjoy the uh, the Covenant elites, like the, the armored up alien dudes. Yeah, the purple bluish guys. You could only shoot them where their skin was exposed. Yeah, I thought they were pretty cool. And I, I liked them in future installments because like even in like, what was it, Halo 2? Like you become buddies with one of them or yeah. something like yep. that. Uh, I thought that was kind of neat. I I will say that I in, I enjoy the, the idea that it's a, a theocratic like alien like group, which mm. is your opponent. Because like that's sort of an interesting... You know, just sort of an interesting idea that it's it's their the, the your opposing forces based on this like space religion. You know, that's just sort of an interesting kind of like you know touch because normally it's just like oh, there's an evil space emperor and he's the biggest and strongest. Yeah. And in this case, it's sort of a little bit more involved than that. I thought mm-hmm. that was kind of that deserved some props. I uh, but I but yeah, I really like the design of the covenants because like or the the elites for the covenant because I uh, I don't know like you look at like what were they the grunts the little guys yep. and they're just like little wimpy dudes and like they're not well, very the, the short guys had, were were scaredy cats they were like Rah! they would turn around and run away and then like trip and fall yeah, if you, if you <laughs> dwindled their numbers enough they would run away yep. from you they, like they they had like intelligence in their small packs like and then the guys with the shields who would who would block everything yep. almost all the time I really <laughs> enjoy like the little little grunts or whatever they were, like the sticky grenades, just yep. slap one on oh, the run and blow up, and it's just like, man, I'm probably a serial killer. This isn't good. <laughs> yeah, and then you get <laughs> snipers. The uh, it was there was invisible guys, I think, right? Mm-hmm. It was. Were they those the Were they the elites? That yeah, they were the, invisible? Yeah, they were the the 
Covenant elites that would uh, be invisible had the swords. Yep. Yeah, those swords. Yeah, this game was just. I don't know. It it was it was rich in detail for a shooter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, I would definitely agree with that. I, I I'm I'm not super into the story of Halo by any means, but I will say that Halo did spawn a lot because it's not just the game series that it spawned. It got like a book series. It got a comic book. It got a, a anime like movie. Uh, oh, it yeah. had like a live action uh, television series based on like people who were trainees. Uh, it, for the military, crazy. Um, it's got a lot of stuff out there for it, and then it all just like kind of pooped out. It it's, did. <laughs> and the most recent one was not that good. I heard Halo Four wasn't that great. That's why. I'm, yeah, isn't it? No, Halo Five was the most recent one. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. The the story after the third one was, has kind of just dropped. Well, off. didn't Bungie essentially like sell Bungie off? left afterwards? Yeah, three, four, sold, three Studios came in. After yeah, that. they sold the the story to I think, or they may have sold it, or Microsoft owned it. I can't remember. Yeah, I think Microsoft owns it. Probably. It's a shame because like you know, I mean, I wasn't into the story, but like when it, it, I don't know, it's almost as if like you know, like you're like I really love J.R.R. Tolkien. I really love him. Fellowship of the Ring was great. I really love Two Towers. Why is somebody else writing his final book? What is going on? You know, it's just like, it's sort of like, that's just got to be a kick in the pants for anyone who has been a fan of the series, yeah. right? Um, did you guys play Halo Reach? I played a little bit of it, but not I played much. Reach. Reach was friggin' amazing. Yeah. Reach was surprisingly so good. really good. Because it, it was a prequel. It was all about how the, the Covenant first, you know, came down and so you were playing these this group of five people who were going to die (laughs) yeah they were oh man i forgot all about that the final mission is you and it's just like it's like the final mission objective shows up and it's just like survive (laughs) yeah because you were just overrun by the covenant and it's Uh you you just got you're running trying to grab as much stuff as you can and the game ends as soon as your character dies Oh yeah, that's like that right. That game was that's every nuts. one of the deaths in that. Oh, that game was so good. Halo Reach was surprisingly good. It was it was one of those games where I was like, yeah, I'll buy it, and I bought it on a whim, and it was like, wow, yeah. this is actually really solid. I don't know how that game didn't get as much. It just didn't get the the props it deserved. That game was so like, the multiplayer was strong. The multiplayer was strong, but it wasn't the norm for Halo. It I didn't feel like it was a little different. Chief. You know, cares? No, that's I why. Mean, I well, I mean, care. like yeah. characters, the they characters came in this out, game were so much more they interesting. They came out than Master with a Chief. replica model of his helmet. Yeah, for this game, because people love Master Chief so much. There are so many people. Destiny Games, a local game store, has a person in a full Master Chief outfit in their commercial. I yeah, and that, I don't get the love for Master Chief. He's just he's just he's the a dude. stoic, silent protagonist. Yeah, yeah, he he is. He's I never that was sort of my thing is like because I I was talking with someone once and I was like yeah blah blah like you know I I think we started talking about like our favorite video game characters and I you know would put out uh, uh you know some characters or whatever and he was like yeah but I think my favorite is Master Chief and I was like. Why? But why? He has no <laughs> personality. Yeah, he he doesn't have much to him. Like he, he he it reminds me of sort of like the Doom guy where it's just sort of like I need to do this. This is my mission. I'm going to do it. But at least the Doom guy just is filled with so much hate and that's what keeps him going. Right. I don't know what the Master Chief really has going for him aside from just that sense of duty. There's like this weird love story that's introduced between Master Chief and his AI Cortana. 
I think that was in four. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of... Things moved in a weird direction, we'll say. I mean, I'll say that that's at least fairly interesting, like an, an interesting kind of concept, you know? Like, oh, you've fallen in love with this super advanced AI, but, you know, it doesn't have a physical form. There's, there's you know, there's potential to a story there. But, like, I don't know, when, when you've gone through all the other Halo games and that never was a thing, and then they decided to put it in four, it's sort of like, oh, that's kind of weird. I don't know. I, I'm 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 also the last person to judge, honestly, because I think I played through Halo One story. I think I played a little bit of Halo Two story. I don't think I played Halo you, Three. You story. played Halo Three story. Oh yeah, because we Cause went through it, it that together. was when they gave uh, they they had four player co op. Oh, that's and right. And we played the crap out of that. When yeah, that you're out. right. You're, uh, I think it was Halo Two. I didn't play much of the story yeah. mode. Halo off. One and Two had like Halo Two had a little bit more of a story, so it was a little more interesting than the first one. Halo Three had like it was the nice thing about the story. Uh, versus everything else is that it was streamlined. Mm-hmm. The levels didn't take forever to get through. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so you kind of had this quick, like, oh, here's this next thing. Here's the next thing that's happening. You didn't have to. It was almost like where in Halo 1 you would run to the next story point. Halo 3 cut that. I was like, no, this is the logical conclusion point for this level. We're going to throw you right into the next one. Wasn't Halo 3 the one with the kind of a disappointing final boss? Mm-hmm. I think so. Wasn't it like a, a computer that was like your ally or something? And it was just yeah, like, it was uh, Cortana was uh, yeah, that's right, hacked or something, something like that. Yeah, yeah, lame. I just remember the final boss being kind of eh, because I think the final the finale was you in like the Puma, right? You yeah, I don't remember. Well, not the Puma. Oh but yeah, the you Puma. had to, you had to drive or yeah, you were like leaving. Yeah, 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 that's right. And at the end, it's just like oh, so it's now one player. It's just a one player game yeah. at the end after the rest of us have gone through it with you. Yeah, but whatever. I uh, the the last couple things I want to say about this is the satisfaction of killing your friends with like mm-hmm. headshot or like yes, uh, killing kill your friends streak is always when fun. You're, when you're kill them in Jaro, <laughs> kill them When you're on like a streak of killing guys, it's mm-hmm. it's so satisfying. And then watching the replay of because uh, because they did they, they played replays right. I don't remember to be oh honest. My God, it's been am so I getting long mixed up? I played Combat Evolved. Since I've played not Beyonce. I know there was like a third. <laughs> I thought there was a replay of your death. Maybe. I honestly don't remember. I Yeah, I don't remember exactly. I, I remember that in Halo, but I don't know if that was Halo 1 or not. Either way, the satisfaction of, of killing. Uh, I think you did see your, your friend kill you or you saw from third person view your who killed you. Yeah. Um, and then hunting them down for yeah. revenge was the, the best thing ever. The execution of a well played like I'm going to sneak into the base, grab the flag. You're going to meet me at the front yep. with the warthog. We're going to get the <laughs> heck out of here. Oh, Captain the flag was so good. Yep. Oh, man. Oh, man. And nobody played anything but Blood Gulch. You're lying if you say you did. <laughs> I was going to ask what your guys' favorite levels were but but I mean there's only I like Sidewinder yeah, Sidewinder or Blood Gulch if you were trying to get a good solid a uh, good match yeah the other ones were there just for like eh, let's play deathmatch <laughs> it doesn't matter yeah man Blood Gulch though and sometimes, I do remember Sidewinder a bit sometimes uh, I, I, they changed the name because uh, I they think did. originally it was Beaver Creek and then yep. changed it to something else Beaver Creek with the river Beaver in Creek, between and then they changed it to Battle Creek is what it was yeah and they, they had the river were in between it the yeah and the two bases that had the teleporters, yeah. that was a fun one. That because was you a, go the, under the waterfall to get a uh, camo. Yeah, that was if you wanted to play Blood Gulch, but like quick. Yeah, <laughs> like, quick Blood it's Gulch. It's 6 a.m., guys. You, you I got to be at work at 7. <laughs> yeah, you do that <laughs> with shotguns. One more game. <laughs> All shotguns. Oh, man. 
So let's talk a little bit about the music, right? Yes, yes, yes. Like all the music I listened to when I played this because the battles are silent? <laughs> yeah, the, the actual music for the game is pretty good. It is composed by Martin O'Donnell and Michael Salvatore. Uh, but uh, but yeah, the, the, the verse modes didn't have music. So, you know, it was just sort of like, well, let's just listen to like metal. But, uh, but I will say... Uh, O'Donnell worked on uh, a bunch of the other Halo games, and he uh, worked on the, uh, you guys might remember the Xbox game Oni. It had like a anime art style. Yeah, uh, I remember it. I don't think I ever played it. I never really did either, but I, the art style always caught me. Uh, Salvatore worked on Destiny and Destiny 2. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Sorry. That's... <laughs> I'm not yeah, into yeah. Destiny, but uh, I, I mean, if you like the music for it, then that's music's good pretty good. So here's, here's the original song from Halo that I think everybody knows. the only song I remember from this game. <laughs> I I mean, this is the most iconic song, without a doubt, just hands yeah, down. The strings are so rich that the bass from them, and then just I don't know the the, the upbeatness of it. There's a lot of mixtures of, of different elements of music in it too. Mm-hmm. It's just a really good, unique, uh, unique mix of, of song. I don't know. I just I, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, so there's a couple other songs that uh, uh, we've chosen here today. Uh, what's the the next one here for us, uh, Chops? Uh, the Covenant Dance. I really enjoy this song. It's kind of weird, but I like it.
remember the song. <laughs> I do kind of like it though. I uh, I don't know. There's something about the uh, like that kind of like you know vague chanting in the background and stuff that's kind of kind of neat. Um, the last one I have here is Brothers in Arms. interesting thing about this song is that I don't remember it. <laughs> oh, great, great. No, all the, all the music is real cinematic. Mm-hmm. Even the the one that you brought up, Craig, it, it reminds me of a sci-fi movie like when there's like something happening on the bridge. Uh, this one is like a real sad battle. Like it, it, I don't know, everything just seems really really cinematic and, mm-hmm. I, and it, it makes me appreciate the game so much more. I'm sure in the context of the game it's much more enjoyable, but this is really really boring to me. Oh, re- <laughs> yeah, I can tell I on I your face there droopy eyes. Dude, that that's also a teething infant will do that to me. But yeah. I just <laughs> every one of these songs honestly had the same bu- 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 yeah, it's what drew them all together. Yeah, it's like it's just it was like this is an interesting to me. Like I can under again in the context of the game, I'm sure it's it's great. Yeah, I can't imagine listening to the soundtrack not playing this game. Yeah, no, I I would agree with that. I I I don't really go out of my way for like the Halo music from the Halo series or anything. I I think it's pretty good music, but uh, but yeah, it's not necessarily my first choice for for what to go you know go for. Sorry to dog on it. Yeah, that's thanks, the only, it's thanks the only for thing, bringing it down. It's the Xander. only thing I don't like about this game. I'll uh, say, looking at the the track listing for the soundtrack, there's a lot of uh, Coheed and Cambria missing. There's a lot of My Chemical lovely. Romance not here. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's and a not- lot of uh, Homestar Runner songs that just <laughs> I don't even know where they're at. <laughs> I, uh, you're ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, you're right. There's not nearly enough My Chemical Romance <laughs> for for this to have been Halo. I don't understand what's missing. That's weird. Nah, crazy. Thanks for listening to the Legend of Retro podcast. We're going to take a quick break so you can hear from one of our sponsors. Hey, it's me, everybody, Tim Kittrow. I'm here to talk to you about Old School Gamer. Old School Gamer is the magazine for gamers. It covers arcade and retro gaming, gives you gaming history and in-depth interviews with people like me who are there, and it lets you know what conventions are happening and when. Issues come out once every other month. Plus, a website full of even more razzle-dazzle, and it's all for just 30 bucks a year. So visit OldSchoolGamer.com and subscribe now. Boom-shakalaka! Jones in for a classic game? It's time for Retro Relapse on the Legend of Retro Podcast. Retro Relapse. All right, so 
For this week's Wetchel Relapse, we played... The third installment of Qbert. Yes. Ah, yes. yes. Which may as well Q-Bert. have just been Qbert. It <laughs> definitely should have just been Qbert. You know, Qbert 3 reminds me a great deal of Qbert. And Qbert 2. Also, Electric Boogaloo. I didn't know there was a Qbert 2. Hey, you remember Pac-Man? Yeah, Pac-Man 2. You remember Pac-Man 2? It was a good game because it was completely different. I don't remember Pac-Man 2. It was uh, it was like a point-and-click adventure. It oh, yeah. it was awful. It's real dumb, but I love it. It was awful. <laughs> it <laughs> was, you're real dumb, and I don't love you. Oh, but it was, was different. Be... <laughs> yeah, and then uh, Qbert 3. Yeah. It's uh, just Qbert, but on the Super Nintendo. It was not Maybe fun. Maybe there's different levels. The controls were confusing. Controls were very confusing. It... <sighs> They just felt clunky. It didn't feel intuitive. I want to jump up. Let me press up. Oh, I jumped <laughs> off the stage. And the thing <laughs> jumps right off, and it's like, oh, never mind. Yeah, it's all isometric, and you need to hold the controller as such to understand yeah. where you're going. Some games from that era can pull off an isometric view, and they're pretty decent or pretty good. Hubert didn't really do it that well in Qbert 3. I was a lot like Qbert in the sense that I was swearing a bunch in my head. <laughs> And it was all characters. Yes. Um, yeah, this game did not do it for me. No. I don't like Cubert no. games to begin with, so I, I haven't played Cubert in many, many years. Oh, so it was a million I, years. I couldn't remember me. what I was in for. And I feel like if I, if I had more time, I probably would have gotten into it. But maybe. I just, yeah, I just, I think, I, yeah, I think I'm with Chops. The last time I played a Cubert game was on the Nintendo with my cousin. Uh, my cousin Jeff and I would play Nintendo a bunch when we were kids, and yeah, it, that was the last time I played a Qbert game. And even then, I was like, eh. Yeah. So a cool new so, thing about uh, Retro Relapse this season is that we uh, we record them. Yeah, we, uh, we recorded video of it. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you'll be able to jump over on YouTube and watch our, our pure like initial reactions of this. Uh, I remember being determined to try to get farther in the level, and when the controls just weren't any easier, I was like, nah. Or when you no got thanks. to the second level and they started changing more of the tiles on you. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. What are we giving this on the 8-bit uh, scale? I'm giving it a 2. Uh, that's generous. <laughs> a 2 sounds fair. I think I'll give it 2 because Qbert was in Wreck-It Ralph, and I love that movie. <laughs> All right, fair enough. I would say that it is not the worst game I ever played, but I did not enjoy it. I'm going to give it a two out of eight. This might be the fastest retro relapse. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. You know, it was pretty quick, but it also just. There's just not much to say yeah. about the game. It's just I didn't I didn't necessarily like there. There isn't so much venom for Qbert that I need to like vent about it. It was just, oh wow, the controls are bad. Oh wow, that's not very fun. I look back on a lot of old Super Nintendo and even NES games mm-hmm. and think, like, what if I had paid full price for this and then got home and played oh, it? Oh, well, I mean, I think if you're getting to... Are you talking about for the first one? Yeah. No, oh. no. Say, say hypothetically. Well, Qbert was also an arcade game. I know. But I'm just saying. Imagine you're like, Qbert 3, $60. This no, is where it's going to be. I don't, I don't think anybody would do that. Oh, no. People bought that, and it would have been around $60. No, I know, but like, I don't think anybody was that. I don't. Think, I, I hope nobody was that <laughs> pumped about a Qbert game. Some people are really into the Qbert games. Like it's, it's that retro arcade kind of thing. It's sort of mm, unique. And those people get two out of eight in my life. <laughs> <laughs> well said, Chops. Right. Let's go to move on to the music bracket. Yeah, yes. so we've got a brand new bracket for season three. Yep. Four. 
brand season new bracket, 34. Brand new bracket, brand new racket. This, yeah, season four. <laughs> season four. Uh, we are doing opening slash title screen songs. So uh, whatever game that we wanted to find that was, you know, 10 years back at, at the earliest and then further down. Mm-hmm. So uh, 2008-ish. Yeah, is, is, is our boundary. Um, so uh, we each picked eight songs, including yep. the glitch. Yes, and I was going to say uh, the uh, our retro relapse being on YouTube is pretty much one hundred percent thanks to the glitch. Yes, uh, and and patrons, of the course, glitch. being able to help us. The, the glitch. glitch. Who's the dude that? Sorry. Um, <laughs> speaking of Homestar Runner, stay songs, focused, gentlemen. Stay focused. I can't. To quote LPJ, it's late. Stay. It's not even late. <laughs> just, just go. Keep going. Um, anyway, so because he's been super duper helpful to us, uh, we asked the glitch if he wanted to be in on the bracket because he's been helping us out with a whole bunch of other things. He's practically the fourth member of uh, Legend of Retro. That's so, right. He is. Uh, yeah, we all picked eight songs. Yep. Uh, we decided that since Chops has made it to the final twice, he got the shaft and had to pick last. <laughs> pick last. No, I didn't even get a chance. You I just know. picked right away. Yeah. So I think I next. First. I think next bracket we should do a draft where I was thinking that too. That would be a fun thing to like we stream. Each oh, yeah, pick our one song, cool. so that way we could end up, you know, spreading it out as we yeah. go along, so that I, I don't feel fun. like I get, you know, screwed out of my choices. Fair enough. First off, chops. There's just something I really want to tell you. I'm just going to bring it up the whole season. First, shut up. Let's go ahead and talk about our first opening I'm Chops. Theme. Well, okay. it was me. All of my picks. I just, I don't even. Oh, I won? Yeah. Oops. Yep. That's how it goes. <laughs> how does it make you feel? Not good. Yeah. Not great. Yeah. So the first song that we have for round one is from Gimmick with an exclamation point. Yeah, Gimmick for the Nintendo. Now, uh, Xander, uh, I think you can tell us, uh, who was the composer for Gimmick? Masashi Kageyama. All right. Well, you want to go ahead and play it? Go right ahead. thing about gimmick is that it among uh one other game lagrange point had a special chip so if, if you listen to this and you thought is this nintendo or super nintendo it's because of the fact that it's a nintendo game but it has this special chip that adds more depth to the sound so it's really weird because like i uh, i uh, 
the music for it is a little bit more advanced than a regular Nintendo yeah, game. Yeah, it is. You know, it's sort of a interesting uh, uh, pick, I think. So uh, I'm curious to see what other people how they feel about uh, the gimmicks music because I don't think it's a very popular game by any. Yeah, means. I was going to ask. Can you tell us about gimmick? No, no, I can't. I have no, <laughs> I have no knowledge of this game except that the music is dope. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I honestly, if you would have, if you would have told me it was a Game Boy Advance song, I would have 100 believed you. Right? Yeah, it has that. Like it's, it's, you know, it doesn't necessarily sound like a Nintendo game, but it's close. You know, so it may be Super Nintendo or maybe yeah. Game Boy Advance. It know, reminded so. me right off the bat of uh, Phoenix Wright. Oh, oh, yeah, I can maybe hear that just, a, just a bit. Uh, so what do we have uh, next for the the next opening theme that people get to uh, choose? Uh, next is a game that we might know a little bit about is uh, Pokemon Red and Blue. <laughs> just a pitch? Just a, just a small game. Who is the composer for Pokemon Red and Blue? Refresh my memory. Junichi Masuda. Awesome. All right. Well, here it is. song once or twice before the only thing missing was charmander's cry <laughs> right at the start of this <laughs> right after the uh the the rest of the title theme kicks in here's the thing gimmick may be on more advanced hardware but like it's going up against pokemon red blue for game boy that's a really rich opening oh absolutely it, it's tinny game boy ha- tends to have that tinnier sound uh but this uh, they do a really good job of balancing it out Mm-hmm. The soundtrack to Pokemon Red and Blue and Yellow, uh, for that matter, it's really great. Yeah, it is a solid soundtrack, and uh, yeah, I, I I'll be curious to see you know how people feel, especially because of the fact that like let's face it, you know, there's a lot of nostalgia for something like Pokemon, whereas I don't think there's a lot of nostalgia out there for gimmicks. <laughs> Judging by the fact that none of us can say anything about the game other than its title, the composer, and the song was rad. I, here's the thing. I, I can give a little bit of info on the, the Please game. Please do. The game, it, it's real weird. It's, uh, uh, to the best of my knowledge, and I've only played it a little bit, uh, is you, uh, you're like a doll that comes to life. Like, you know, like this little girl's dolls all come to life. And Gimmick, this toy, is like the, the little girl's, like, favorite toy. And all the other dolls, like, get jealous and, like, kidnap her to this, like, scary magic world or whatever. Almost via kid clown. Oh, okay, okay. And uh, uh, but the thing is, is uh, is there a nightmare? Uh, no, there is no nightmare. I'm afraid the the mayor of the nightmare is it's just yeah. But I uh, but no. So like it's this kind of weird uh, uh, system where like if I'm not mistaken, you can like create 
like balls to like jump on or something like that and like you you can like jump off them and it's kind of got this weird mechanic and it's almost like a puzzle platformer because of that you know kind of odd mechanic but uh but yeah it's it from what i know it's it's a really cool game but the soundtrack is what i know it the most from it also wasn't released outside of well it was released in japan it wasn't released in the u.s yeah that's right because that and lagrange point uh it would have been too expensive because of the extra chip that was needed for the the sound and it was also near the end of the Nintendo life, if I'm not mistaken. It was released in 1992. <laughs> That's pretty late for the Nintendo. It's very late for the Nintendo. Uh, but yeah, so go ahead and uh, join us on our Facebook page, uh, The Legend of Retro, uh, in order to make sure that you can uh, you know, get your votes in. Because you know it's a new bracket, new season. If you're listening to the show and you think, oh, I kind of wish that I could have a say in this, you absolutely can. Yeah. And go to GameZillaMedia.com. Let's see and listen all to our other shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, Last Action Podcast, GameZilla Podcast. You've got Noobs and Dragons and Movie Blast with Bob and Bax. It's true. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of shows on our network. Make sure to catch those. Uh, we have our, uh, as we mentioned before, Retro Relapse on YouTube. We have my uh, Craig WK Long Plays on YouTube. Uh, on top of that, join us on Discord. Reach yep. out to us. We're always happy to hear from you. Uh, you know, and uh, as this new opening theme uh, bracket starts beginning, I'm excited to hear about how all of you hate our choices and totally could have chosen better. And if you want to get a leg up when we do inevitably ask you for choices, go to patreon.com slash the media become a patron and you'll get first dibs when we do go down to the end of it and doing our fan bracket it's true um and you get a ton of access to a bunch of other things that we provide you with you know special behind the scenes content extra episodes there's different levels you can contribute one five dollars twenty five dollars there's there's all sorts of stuff on there so gamezilla media on patreon.com yeah especially our game shark show where yeah. we have an extra bonus show each month uh make sure to check that out you could even spend was it twenty five dollars to talk, spend like a time, an hour of time with us. Yeah, and with just tell me about how uh, how wrong I am about the Halo soundtrack. <laughs> I would hope you. It's incredible. That. I will be so excited when someone joins and we're like, man, someone wants to talk to Xander for that hour. Oh, that's great. Let's uh, get this lined up. And it's just somebody who's like, you're gonna hear me tell you how stupid you are, and you just have to sit there and have somebody uh-huh. lecture you on the soundtrack. Yep. Oh. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> I'm going to sign up as an, in a, in a, get a fake name and, and call you. Hey, if you're, you can give, use a fake name and talk to me about Halo if your money's real. All right. <laughs> that is so true. All right. So thanks for listening to this week's Legend of Retro podcast. We'll see you all next time when, when the, the legend, legend continues. continues.